Welcome to Kingdom.Think, where we are reading the Bible in one year, and we're in the book of Hosea, chapters 7, 8, and 9. And this is the story of the prophet Hosea, who God instructed to go ahead and marry a promiscuous woman, a prostitute. And as we hear the story, and this story has been made, there's movies, books, it's just a very famous story. So you would think when you get into the book of Hosea that you would, um, that the whole book would be about that. It's only two chapters out of 14. So now we're in chapter 7, 8, and 9, which is the as God makes the illustration that he is like Hosea. And the people, the Israelites, are like the promiscuous wife. How, do, how does that apply to us? Well, God is still God. He still loves us. He still has compassion. He wants to forgive us. He wants to bless us. He wants to um, be close to us. And we have a choice. We can live in the safety of the presence of God, or we can be like the promiscuous wife who's looking other places for excitement, for thrills, for comfort. Where are you looking for your comfort? So as we move into chapter 7 and 8, think about that. That's what it's all about. Um, God is talking about the people of Israel. Or you can just read it as a nice history story. Either way, this is God talking through the prophet Hosea as he shares the story. Chapter 7. Whenever I would restore the fortunes of my people, whenever I would heal Israel, the sins of Ephraim are exposed and the crime of Samaria revealed. They practice deceit. Thieves break into houses, bandits rob in the streets, but they do not realize that I remember all of their evil deeds. Their sins engulf them. They are always before me. They delight in the king with their wickedness, the princes with their lies. They are all adulterers, burning like an oven, whose fire the baker need not stir, from the kneading of the dough till it rises. Okay, moving down. Verse 10, Israel's arrogance testifies against him, but despite all this, he does not return to the Lord his God or search for him. Ephraim is like a dove, easily deceived and senseless. Now calling to Egypt, not turning to Assyria. When they go, I will throw my net over them. I will pull them down like the... Okay, so he's just describing what's going to happen. Verse 14, they do not cry out to me from their hearts. God is searching our hearts. They do not cry out to me from their hearts, but wall on their... I'm sorry, but wail on their beds. They slash themselves, appealing to their gods for grain and new wine, but they turn away from me. I trained them and strengthened strengthened their arms, but they plot evil against me. They do not turn to the Most High. They are like a faulty bow. Their leaders will fall by the sword because of their insolent words. For this, they will be ridiculed in the land of Egypt. Moving on to chapter 8. But the trumpet to your put the trumpet to your lips. An eagle is over the house of the Lord, because the people have broken my covenant and rebelled against my law. Israel cries out to me, Our God, we acknowledge you. But Israel has rejected what is good. An enemy will pursue him. They set up kings without my consent. They choose princes without my approval. With their silver and gold, they make idols for themselves, for their own destruction. Samaria 
Throw out your calf idol. My anger burns against them. How long will they be incapable of purity? They are from Israel. This calf, a metal worker, has made it. It is not God. It will be broken in pieces, that that calf of Samaria. They sow the wind and reap the whirlwind. They stalk has no head. It will produce no flower. Where it yields grain, foreigners will swallow it up. Whew, isn't that just... The writing here is amazing. Amazing. Um, let's finish up chapter 7 with verse 14. Um, Israel, I'm sorry, actually, I am on chapter 8, actually. Israel has forgotten their maker and built palaces. Judah has fortified many towns, but I will send fire on their cities. They will consume their fortresses. Wow. Chapter 9. Do not rejoice, Israel. Do not be jubilant like the other nations, for you have been unfaithful to your God. You love the wages of a prostitute at every threshing floor. Threshing floors and wine press will not feed the people. The new wine will fail them. They will not remain in the Lord's hand. Ephraim will return to Egypt and eat unclean food in Assyria. They will not pour out the wine offering to the Lord, nor will they sacrifices please him. Such sacrifices will be will be to them like the bread of mourners. Okay, so he's describing the relationship with these people and how they're trying to live their life. And God's pointing out specific details about how they're living their life. So that's why I even encourage you, go back and read it word for word. Because there's going to be one sentence, one line, two words that is going to speak to your life directly. Um, and it'll be a quickening kind of feeling inside of you like, huh, it's not a place to condemn you. It's a place of recognition. It's a place of awakeness. That's how you know your spirit is waking up. Not because you go like, oh my gosh, I'm doing that. I'm a terrible person. No, 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 no. Your spirit waking up will read something and it'll be like a quickening feeling, um, a pondering feeling. And your spirit will start to go, huh. That's what it means to wake up in spirit. Um, verse 7. The days of punishment are coming. The days of reckoning are at hand. Let Israel know this. Because your sins are so many and your hostility so great, the prophet is considered a fool, an inspired person, a maniac. The prophet, along with my God, is the watchman over Ephraim. Yet snares await him on all his paths and hostility in the house of his God. They have sunk deep into corruption as in the days of Gilbah. 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 God will remember their wickedness and punish them for their sins. Mm, mm, mm. So terrible. Verse 12. Um, Woe to them when I turn away from them. Okay, let me just read for funsies because I'm at the end of chapter 9 and it seems like I went through all three chapters fairly quickly. Give them, Lord, what you will give them. Give them wombs that miscarry and breasts that are dry. Because of all their wickedness in Gilgal, I hated them there. Because of their sinful deeds, I will drive them out of my house. I will no longer love them. All their leaders are rebellious. Ephraim 
is blighted. Their root is withered. They yield no fruit. Even if they bear children, I slay their cherished offspring. My God will reject them because they have not obeyed him. They will be wandering among the nations. So it sounds like Hosea is speaking at this point. Remember, he's a prophet. So sometimes God's speaking through him and it's God's word. Sometimes it's Hosea speaking on his own behalf, as you read right here. Obviously, it's on his own behalf, but it's still God-breathed words. Hope you understand the difference that even if you read and you go, hey, this is Hosea. He was just a man. Oh, now it's God speaking through Hosea. Hope you can identify the difference and still know that even if it's Hosea speaking, it's a, it's a God-appointed word and it's anointed. So I hope you understand that and can trust that, that is true. All right, my friends, that was chapter 7, 8, and 9 of Hosea. Wow. Definitely go and read it. Because why? We're growing in wisdom and we're growing in our spirit waking up and we're becoming more aligned into who we really are. That's why we read what we're reading. All right, my friends, enjoy um, reading this and um, I shall see you soon.